Good morning. My name is McLean Murphy, and I am the worship and media coordinator here at First Pres. And for those of you here in the building, for those of you online, we are so glad that you're here this morning. You know, I know you have a lot of options when you wake up on Sunday mornings of where you're going to be and what you're going to do. But I want to encourage you to think about the fact that God invited you into this place and this moment and you said yes. And because of that, for the next hour, we are placing ourselves in front of his truth and in front of his grace and in front of his love. And when you're in front of the Father like that, you don't leave the same an hour later. And so allow your heart to be transformed as you worship him, both individually and in community with others. I promise you that you will be fulfilled and satisfied in a way that other things just can't do. For those of you who are new, we're so glad you're here. If you're online, I invite you to fill out the Connect card. For those of you on the room, you can scan the QR code and fill out the Connect card. We just want to be able to pray for you and to engage with you and get to know you better. And also for those online, I would invite you to share the service. Text it to your friend. Share it on your newsfeed so that more people can be in the way of God's truth and grace this morning. Please pray with me. 
Jesus, we are so thankful to be with you this morning, that we uh, are given the opportunity um, to just worship you, to worship you, to find out more about who you are and who we are because of you. There are people on our minds and hearts right now, our family, God, who we want to bring before you. We lift up Jim Canale with his surgery for cancer coming up this week, Jesus. God, we just trust you. We pray for him and his family, Lord, that you would restore him, that you would comfort them. And God, I also want to lift up to you the Turleys for Lisa's mom, who just was diagnosed with COVID-19. And Lord, she's also suffering for, from Alzheimer's. Lord, would you just draw near to them? And for Jim's uncle, who's also recovering from COVID, Jesus, we just pray that you would bring healing and comfort to this family. And Jesus, we also pray for Emily Davis Cleveland and the loss of her father, Witty. Lord, I know that as she and her family continue to grieve um, and miss him, Lord, would you just surround them with your nearness, with your tender care? And God, finally, as Americans, we just come to you humbly on behalf of our country, God, the brokenness that we see. God, would you restore us? Would you restore our land? And would you bring peace? And would you use us as believers? Would we be a people of hope and of peace to one another? God, we give this over to you and we ask that you would do mighty things in your name. God, we give you this morning. Thank you for bringing us to this place where we get to be encouraged and um, just grown forward in our faith, Lord. We love you and we give you this day. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Please stand with me as we worship. Stop. 
welcome you to First Christ Tampa, and we would love for you to take this time to look for your nearest neighbor and greet them to church. And for those of you that are online with us this morning, we encourage you to introduce yourself, welcome your neighbor in our comment section, maybe let us know where you're streaming from today. Go ahead and greet your neighbor. to make y'all aware of a couple of things going on. The first is that this Wednesday, January 13th from 6 to 7 p.m., we have our One Word Workshop at Wright's Gourmet. Y'all, this is such a fun night. This is our second year to do it. And if you already have a word that you've picked out to shape 2021, we want you to come because we're going to help you plug that word into a Bible verse we're going to have some of our musicians there to help you find a song that that word's connected to. And then some of our creative people in our congregation are going to make something for you, um, a keychain, a little calligraphy card to help you have that word present with you. Or maybe you're sitting in the room and you're like, what do you mean a word for the year? Well, we want you to come because we want to help you find a word to shape your year. Rather than making this long list of goals and resolutions, we just want to help you find one word. So whether you have it or you don't have it, come on Wednesday night. And for families, Miss Rachel is going to have a room for your kids where they're going to get to pick their word and have a keychain to put on their backpack. It's going to be really fun. Come early and eat dinner if you'd like. Uh, we just can't wait to do this. And, and the last thing I would say is if you have been looking for a way to connect with people in the midst of this weird world we're living in, this is a great thing. You're going to get to collaborate with others. It's going to be COVID safe. We're going to be wearing our masks. I just want to invite you to come this Wednesday, the One Word Workshop. The second thing I wanted to tell you all about is that we need your email address. I know that sounds really simple, but it's something that we need. We're going to be sending out the year-end giving statement soon via email, so that's an important reason. And then also, we just want to make sure we're communicating effectively with you. So we've got three ways you can, if you have the Alexio app, you can update your email there. You can go on our website and scroll to the bottom and literally put in your first name, last name, email address. 60 seconds and you're done, or you can email uh, our CFO, Tony. We would just really appreciate that. Thank you. And then the last thing I wanted to do is just take a moment. We do this every Sunday. We take a moment and we just pause and think about the generous God that we have. I don't know if you caught the lyrics. Catherine sang the bridge up here, uh, the bridge of the last song, For God So Loved. It said, praise God Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. When I was younger, I grew up in a more traditional church, and we would sing that song, the doxology, in a, in a very different ah, way. <laughs> but it's the same words, the same lyrics. Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. It's kind of just this minute to stop and think, 
yeah, there's a lot of crazy, and yeah, there's a lot of hard, but there's a lot of good, and the goodness all comes from our generous Heavenly Father, and so we have this moment where we respond to that in our hearts. We can't help but be filled with gratitude for all that he's done for us, and if one of the ways that you are moved and filled with gratitude is to give of your finances, we wanted to let you know how you could do so at First Pres. There's five ways. We are so grateful and we appreciate it. Thank you.
That ended abruptly. Hey, I want to know, what is next for you? Like when you look at this list that's coming up, I, and you see things there, you know, is it a wedding? Is it graduation? Is it buying a house, rehabbing a house, getting a COVID vaccine, getting engaged? Fitz is thinking about a tattoo. You know it's going to be in Greek, right? 
and you won't understand what in the world it means at all. But here's the deal. We know that last year, no matter what it was, no matter how hard we were preparing, everything was shifting and moving around constantly. No matter what was next, whether it was a wedding or a graduation or some other event like a birthday party, every plan, every event was moving around and we were all having to pivot over and over and over again. Well, I want you to know that for the one word gift shop or workshop this week, Fitz has officially banned the word pivot. It's done. But every wedding that I did last year was a pivot. One friend set her date two years ago, and she set the date for last spring. Well, as you can imagine, she wisely made a pivot and postponed her wedding to last fall. Well, as you can imagine then, she had to quickly pivot again and reset her date for this coming spring. So we were all set for this brand new date. And then, of course, she had to pivot once again because Gasparilla came out with their new revised parade date plan. And you guessed it, it's on the same date as her wedding. Now, you need to know that her wedding was going to be located on Bayshore Boulevard with her reception at Harbor Island. So both of those venues canceled her. And as a result, she had to pivot yet again. Well, you've been doing the same thing over and over again, with everything constantly shifting. What if there was a way that we could actually prepare for what's next? Because when you think about last week, or last year even, we're still scratching our heads. We didn't see any of this coming, and we certainly weren't prepared for it. That's why we are excited about this message series called Pack Your Bags, because we believe that there are some things that we can do now to prepare for what's coming next. We believe that God can show us how to get to where we got to get to, from where we currently are, that we just got to, from where we recently came from, that we can't even remember, right? It's a lot, and it's not over. You know that. And yet, can you tell that God is inviting all of us into a bold adventure of faith in 2021? And the last few days and the last year only highlights the fact that we need to pack our bags to prepare spiritually, emotionally, mentally, for what's next. And in the midst of all this turbulence, it also begs the question, does your soul have an anchor? Now for the last five weeks, we've had a beautiful Christmas tree standing tall right here. And it was covered with Christian symbols whose purpose is to encourage us in the midst of painful realities. The Christian symbol that showed up on the tree seven times was this one, the anchor. These are pictures of those anchors. 
And they were all handmade by people over the years. And as I said, there were seven of them. I'm sorry, I'm having so much trouble with this mic today. It's flying around my face. But this anchor dates back to the first century. All the way back to the first century. Now, like many of you, the first followers of Jesus grew up around boats and fishing. The anchor became a secret symbol so that believers in Jesus could communicate with each other because they had to hide their faith during the persecution in Rome of all believers, of all Christians. As a result, the first century symbol for believers wasn't the cross. It was the anchor. And why is that? Well, if I'm a first century follower of Jesus, and I'm in hiding for fear of my life, and three of my friends have been either thrown to the lions or executed on a cross or set on fire like a torch at one of Emperor Nero's garden parties, then the symbol of the anchor encourages me and it reminds me that Jesus is my anchor of hope. It comes to us from Hebrews chapter 6. So we want to go there now. It says, we who have fled to him for refuge. Now I want you to see right away. It doesn't say we just go to him for refuge or walk to him for refuge or find ourselves with him in refuge. No, this is fleeing, running to him for refuge. These are the words stirring around in these persecuted Christians' hearts in Rome, dying for their faith. Run to him for refuge. So we who have fled to him for refuge can have great confidence as we hold to the hope that lies before us. Continuing on. This hope is a strong and trustworthy anchor for our souls. It leads us through the curtain into God's inner sanctuary. Jesus has already gone in there for us. If you'll go back to that first slide where you see that it talks about our confidence. We can have confidence for those early believers in Rome and for us now. Our confidence is deeply, deeply shaken. Everything that we had confidence in is falling apart. And like these followers, and like us, they were living in turbulent times. And it was becoming harder and harder to stay on course in their faith, to not drift away from Jesus. It was like a form of motion sickness where they were struggling to get their bearings, grabbing onto anything in the culture that might hold on to them. But Jesus, says the writer of Hebrews, is our only trustworthy anchor of hope for motion-sickened souls, the only one. And that is why we know that the world is just freaking out. We're just 10 days in 
to 2021. And people are already feeling hopeless and helpless. Because everything that they had their security in is falling apart on them. Now, we don't know who the writer to the Hebrews is, but we do know that these words could have been written directly to us. Every word here speaks into our soul so clearly because we're in the midst of something that is full of disillusionment and a lot of confusion. You know, it's so easy to say, well, of course Jesus is my anchor. Of course he is. But if we're honest, perhaps it's actually that our sense of security and hope is in the strength of our finances. Or maybe our sense of security and hope is coming from our status in this community or a job that we love. Maybe our security is grounded in a person or our family. And all of these things are really, really good. But they're also susceptible to the storms of life. They are indeed gifts from God, but they make lousy anchors. In order to prepare for what's next, we need an anchor that is trustworthy 100% of the time. And I look at this anchor here designed for at least a 30-foot boat. You know what? It reminds me that Jesus is the hope we have as the only reliable anchor for our souls. Now, like this one, most anchors are dropped in the water. But our anchor isn't in a seabed. It's in a person. It's in Jesus. That doesn't mean that we don't get discouraged. But see, the unique thing about an anchor is that it does its best work under the surface, in the seabed, where it can't be seen. And on the surface, where everything is going wild, perhaps we're confronting all kinds of dangerous elements and we're thinking, this is tough. Will my anchor even hold? But if we set our hope in Jesus as our anchor, then we become the most hope-filled people in the world. The only people who don't need to be freaking out right now is us. But if you don't set your anchor, I promise you, you will drift. All you have to do is to drift is nothing. Doing nothing is guaranteed drift. Now, you don't wake up in the morning and say, you know what, I'm going to drift away from Jesus today. Because all you have to do is nothing. That's it. But you know what? We want to stay on course with Jesus in 2021. We don't want to drift. Whatever is coming at us next, we want to stay on course with the purposes that God created us for, to be all that created us to be. But to set our anchor 
so that we don't drift, we're going to have to have an important conversation with Jesus. Though many of you may be feeling like you can barely breathe and it's all you can do to get through a day. And maybe this is more than you can manage right now. I'm going to ask you to make an appointment with God. We make appointments for checkups with doctors, dentists, coaches, all kinds of people. Well, we need a heart check with God. I'm talking about a time set aside that isn't rushed, where you don't have to do something next. This is different than a morning quiet time or prayers during the day. This is different than that. This is a time on your schedule that you've created very intentionally to go and be alone with God where you can be completely comfortable and unplugged from everything else. You might want to go to Bayshore Boulevard and take a walk or go to a park somewhere and just sit there or in your backyard, anywhere where you can be fully alone. A time intentionally chosen and set aside. And then I want you to do this. I want you to be brutally honest with God. I want you to use this time to stay, stand before him and just say, okay, God, I'm going to tell you right now how I think I'm doing. That's the first question I want you to ask. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you how I think I'm doing, and while I do that, I'm just going to pour my heart out to you. And then you just talk to him about everything going on in your life right now. About your family, about our country, about your job, school, whatever it is. And don't hold back. If you're mad at him, tell him. He's a big boy and he can take it. If your heart is broken, tell him. If you feel hopeless, tell him. And then after a while, after you've said everything you need to say, then you go to the next question. You say, okay, God, I've told you how I feel, but now I'm going to ask you to ask me how you think I'm doing right now. I want you to tell me how you think I'm doing. And then just see what bubbles up. Resist the temptation to start talking again. Give God the space to get a word in and to speak into your soul. Intentional time like this to build a relationship with Jesus that includes trust and honesty will help you set your anchor in Jesus so that you won't drift. The second thing that I want to ask you to do is tell someone. Before you even go and do this, before you make this appointment, tell someone. Let them know the day, the time, maybe even where you're going to go. Ask them to pray for you. And then they can help you protect this time for this important 
conversation. You don't want to just say that Jesus is your anchor. You want to know that Jesus is your anchor. Not because you know what's coming in 2021, but because you know who is in 2021. Jesus, the only trustworthy anchor. It's scary out there. And it's stormy. And even when we set our anchor in Jesus and you're bouncing around, it's unnerving. But friends, you were born for this. You were made for this by God. You were chosen for this moment. That means that we can be hope-filled, faith-filled, joy-filled, and peace-filled. And as I said, we can bring all those things into this bold adventure of 2021 with Jesus, not because we know what's coming, but because we know he's there. What I want you to do now is go find that date on your calendar. I'm going to do it. Fitz is going to do it. Our staff is going to do it. We want all of us to go and have that important conversation with Jesus to set your anchor in him. Please pray with me now. Heavenly Father, we know that we need a heart check. We desperately need a heart check, Father, because we understand that something isn't right. Everything that has taken place in the last year and the last week has so unnerved us that we feel completely off and unset, motion sickened by it all. But Lord, you speak right into our motion sickened souls. You anchor us in Jesus. We thank you that when we do anchor in you, we will not drift. Father, we ask that you would help us to trust you with what's coming next, but help us to pack our bags and prepare for it all by leaning into you, by being brutally honest with you about our lives, about our hearts, about our heartaches. Oh Lord, we do trust you. We trust you completely, even when we can't see you. But we know that you are doing your best work sight unseen and that every once in a while we get a glimpse of your goodness. And we thank you for those markers that help us, that encourage us, especially, Lord, as we begin this new year. With everything constantly shifting, Father, Help us to hold on to you, the one thing that never pivots, that never shifts. It's been a lot, Lord, even overwhelming. But thank you that you've used all these things to highlight our need for you. And that it's not only that we learn to hold on to you, but the fact that you're going to be holding on to us. Amen. And now as we sing this last song, I invite you to stand up and let your heart sink into the one true reliable anchor for your soul, Jesus.
thank you for joining us this morning.